I'm about to feed him to the sharks right now. Get him hype right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it, and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it goes. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game, you're feeling the growth That's time on the mat, we put in the work, believe it ain't easy, I know But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll, let's roll, let's roll. Welcome to episode 27 of the BJJ Campaign Podcast My name is Jeff Boone, I'm an A3, blue belt, one strike This is Phil Kors, A2, blue belt, no stripes so today, Philly, we're going to talk about a couple things. Uh, talk about an article, talk about upcoming competitions, and uh, a little bit of what we did earlier this morning. What did we do this morning? We helped install the brand new, brand spanking new mats in the new Mooresville Fight to Win location. I'd like to say I sucked on the mats in a whole new way with a vacuum. For sure. For sure you did. You were on point, though, yeah. with that vacuum, really pushing the pace. Yeah. Um, but no, it was a good time. It's, it's always exciting. Uh, I think it was an awesome idea that our Sunday rolls would be there in Mooresville. I think yeah. that would be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, very excited about that place. Excited for the folks who will be joining the team. Uh, so It's a nice building. A little bit more of like a straight shot, long shot versus the kind of more square area we have right now but um looks really good the way really they, good. they patterned the the mats with a nice yeah. nice looking deal yeah yeah and it was what 43 by 15 is what john said on the mat space a pretty good pretty good amount of mat space yeah sounds right i didn't i didn't hear yeah, what, I think he said, what he said but, but no i'm excited for that um nice building I'm probably going to spend too much money at the Dunkin' Donuts uh, right next door. There is a Dunkin' Donuts right next door. So that's not great for me. Um, but other than that, it's good. Did you realize how big they you could get the coffees there at Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah, yeah. I've got one before. It's, it's giant. Big. Yeah. I was surprised that you had like the used to get regular size. Yeah. yeah. Just trying to be responsible. Uh, okay. It's your only vice, Billy. That coffee, <laughs> so I don't know. And cookies. That's true. Um, uh, so I told Yona not to tell you because you're kind of judgy, but I got a chocolate frosted donut. It <laughs> 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 was good. Totally judging, right? Now. Yeah, it's fine. Totally judging. Worth it. Yeah, for sure. So great new new opportunity, and for those that are in the Mooresville, Mooresville, North Carolina um, area. Great gym opening up, fight to win. I highly suggest you go there to train. We will be. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yep. Uh, so moving on, what's coming up May 11th, Phil? Jeff is defending the World Greensboro Championship from last year. Defending um, my title? Yeah. Dual title. Yeah, that's right. Um, champ, champ, as they say uh, in the <laughs> UFC. So <laughs> for the uh, beginner... Um, over were you in the over sixty division? Over sixty, yeah. 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 Okay. So it's over thirty, Phil. It's over thirty. A, it was a four hundred man bracket last year. <laughs> Jeff was the only survivor. Uh, no, but Jeff's got the competition coming up. Uh, Greensboro U.S. Grappling submission only. Yes. Um, so looking forward to that. Um, I've never seen Jeff compete. 
Um, I watched the videos, but I did not make the trip last year. Uh, it was a little before um, my time kind of actually being active and stuff outside of just going to class. I tried to get you to go, but you at yeah. that time had fears of traveling. Yeah. I was working that day. It was obviously a super important day. I can remember specifically getting nothing done because it yeah. was a Saturday. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I'll be there this time. Looking forward to it. Um, My first uh, competition is a blue belt. That's true. It was submission only last time too, right? No, it was not submission only last time. Was it U.S. grappling though? It was U.S. grappling. But it wasn't submission only. It wasn't was submission point. only. Yeah, last year was... Yeah, because uh, I remember you, you won matches on points. Yeah, yeah. I, I did get three submissions of the six matches. Mm-hmm. Um, but Two... Two flying triangles. Two flying triangles, yeah. Yep, I, mm-hmm. I remember yeah. that. We'll post that. Yeah. No, no flying <laughs> triangles, folks. The, that doesn't... A triangle is suspect at best anyway. I'm, <laughs> so I'm not going to be flying into those. Kimura. Yeah. What else do you have? Choke? Uh, rear naked choke. Okay. Yeah. And then the guy tapped the pressure. Okay. Um... So, yeah. And that was your first, like, competition since wrestling, right? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. It's funny. I'm get, Right now, when we're talking about it, my, I'm getting nervous. Mm. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I don't... I, the day of, yeah, I'm, I'm nervous just like everybody else. Uh, but it really... It's, it's just... I've been that way even whenever I was wrestling in high school, you know, yeah. and stuff. So when nervous. you wrestled, how often you you would have a wrestling meet? Yeah, wrestling meet. Mm-hmm. Like weekly, right? Depends. So like weekly we'd have matches like duels and tries, meaning other teams would come in. And then on, on weekends we would have bigger tournaments, right? So, yeah, I mean, I, I think I wrestled my senior year. I think I had... 60-some matches. Yeah. yeah um, over, like, four, three, four months? Four months, yeah. Four months. Hmm. Yeah, I think yeah, it was four months. But you would still get nervous. Every time. That's interesting. Every time. Yeah. This becomes part of the routine. Though. On the verge of throwing up every time. Really? Yep. Yep. But then whenever I'm out there... Yeah. It's, it's not, I like... I don't, I don't know why... I, I do. It's you know, it's that that fight or flight mechanism within you. That's why mm-hmm. we get nervous, right? Sure. Because we're going into our body thinks our lizard brain thinks that we're going into a death match, which basically we are. See, that's what I like so much that I got submitted in like twenty seconds. Yeah, that was my biggest fear. Yeah, right to walk out, embarrass myself, just get submitted immediately. I'm glad that's over with. Yeah, that already happened. So yeah. Don't care if it happens again. It no. wasn't that bad. No. I don't I wouldn't either. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh but yeah, so so the great part is last year I competed at, at uh, it's called Super Heavy, which is 202 to 215. Mm-hmm. And this year, but last year I was really cutting weight hard. I remember that. Yeah. Really I had to lose 12 pounds in the last week. Um, to I don't do think that. I've ever done that. The good news is I weigh 212 pounds now. 
Yeah. So I don't have to worry about cutting weight, which is, a, I think that's, I mean, I don't think, I know that's beneficial mm-hmm. for sure. You yeah. know, um, so looking forward to the submission only. It's a, uh, for blue belts, it's um, six minutes. Did it say? Should be six minutes, yeah. Six minutes, but I think it's in U.S. grappling. I think you go until you get to submission. I don't think there's any overtimes in that. Submission only. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. Super good point by you. I thought it was six or eight minute rounds. No, because that's their, that's their normal uh, the, with the non-submission only. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, six yeah, minutes. No, but then according to what I've heard, yeah, there's no time on it. It's no time. Only, yeah. Uh, from, from what I understand, it was uh, DeAndre Corbet, that really badass black belt from yeah. Virginia Beach area. Him and... Thurman Green, I believe. Green, I think, had a 90 minute match. That's what they said. On the last podcast we had? Huh? On the last podcast. Did we say that? Yeah, Boomer said that on the last podcast. Oh, he did? Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Wow. Yeah, forget things, Phil. (laughs) I'm old, man. I'm old. I forget things. Yeah. Um, So hopefully I will. No, I'll guarantee you I will not have any 90 minute matches. I would uh, require a bathroom break in the middle of the night. Yeah, 100%. I'm going to tap the bladder. So. <laughs> tap the bladder pressure. Uh, <laughs> internal bladder pressure. Uh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that sounds uh, terrible. But, um, ah, it's crazy. 90 minute match. Yeah. Um, let's talk about what you, what's going to be your strategy what's going to be your game plan going in i'm not sure if i'm competing on the 11th you're Uh, competing but it's going to be pull card and just play close card mine doesn't shocking yeah mine doesn't change um what do you think other than single leg no i think i'm gonna pull guard okay yeah because it doesn't matter i mean doesn't matter right i mean that's yeah, I mean, I don't. I think I'm gonna pull guard, try to sweep. Uh, probably shocker, going to go for Kimura right off the bat. On every single one. Yeah, you gonna do gi and no gi? No, just gi. Okay, I figured. No, just gi, and I'm not gonna do absolute like I did last time. I don't feel the need for that. I feel like it's gonna be the same guys. That I'm, it's not going to be the same guys for me. In the... Because is there another division above you? What, yeah. What oh, class? yeah, yeah. 215. So it's super heavy weight, which is 202 to 215. Yeah. And then ultra heavy, which is 215 and up. Okay. Right? Okay. Um, but I just... I don't know. I'll think about it. I, I might do that. It's just... So late in the day, you know, that it's not projected for the blue belts to go till five. I can't see that being the case. You don't think? I doubt it. I've never seen a competition go that late. Well, but white belts are scheduled for six? Yeah, Naga was that way too. And then we got there. And there wasn't enough people, but this might have more people. This is definitely going to... That, that's why I like doing this one, because it pulls from the... Um, Virgin, Richmond area, pulls from Virginia, from North Carolina... Uh, South Carolina and even some Tennessee people 
come to this one. So that's that's one of their bigger ones, which I, I kind of understand it being in Greensboro, kind of being, you know, in between all that. But yeah. I would think that Charlotte would be bigger than what it is, but it's not for U.S. Grappling. I don't know. I don't know why. Because right. U.S. Grappling was in Concord? I remember doing one. Yeah, U.S. Grappling came to Concord, the Concord Cabarrus, okay. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a great, it's uh, great, they run great tournaments. Um, that's where Samantha Seff was my ref for almost all of my matches. Yeah, I remember yeah. you talking about that. That's crazy. It's yeah. funny now. And but she and she missed a call. I'm yeah. not bitter about it, obviously, because yeah. it's no, been a year. Definitely ago. let it go. I've definitely I let it go. Let it, go. <laughs> it was a takedown. It was fun. Um, <laughs> you don't have to worry about that now. <laughs> yeah. So, but I just think so the reason. So just to go back to why the reason I'm rationale for pulling guard because I do like takedowns. You know, I do. Yeah. I, I'm I'm okay at them, uh, and I just think that you expend too much energy. I feel like I expend too much energy and too much risk going into a takedown as opposed to pulling guard where there's very little risk. Yeah. And I don't even care if somebody pulls guard on me. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. fine too. Whatever. Yeah. I'm trying to skip the awkward fight for the takedown. Yeah, I mean, it's just not worth it, I don't think. Um, again, I like takedowns. I, that was my whole... The game plan that I followed in that last U.S. grappling was to take him, take him down, pass guard, and sub- try submissions, and that's what I did yeah. with every opponent. Um, but I don't know. I'm gonna have to think about it more. Planning on going to Charlotte? Yeah, for for training leading up to it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna hit every Saturday between. Now and well, we've got four weeks away, right? So mm-hmm. four, three, next three Saturdays um, for competition training, because uh, you know they, a bunch of the folks from our Charlotte school is going to be competing. Uh, obviously, I wonder if Lee's competing black belt division this year. I don't know. That'd be awesome. So, are you planning on doing the weekly during the week competition classes, or just continue? Man, it, it, as 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 my schedule allows. I mean, you know. It's kind of a busy time at work. Been doing a lot of traveling during the week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm going to, obviously, wherever I'm at, I'm going to have to, I'm going to be training. Um, um, and then I'm just, whenever I go into any other school, I'm just going to do comp- competition training, but not let anybody know. So yes. I'm just going to go 100. Yeah, that's. The whole time. Yeah. That's probably. So you get invited back. It's <laughs> terrible. I don't do that, folks. Do not do that. Um, okay. I'm surprised that you would say pull guard. I don't think it's a bad plan. Well, I was I'm surprised, surprised that, it's your plan. Yeah, I was surprised that I thought it. I was surprised that that was my plan, but yeah. it, it just, I'm, it, again, the risk and the, um, of the takedown and the um, expenditure of energy, I don't think the juice is worth a squeeze there. I don't think it gets you. I don't think it gets me any more advantageous. I'm I'm very comfortable, you know, playing off, uh, playing in guard or open guard or whatever. So, well, I mean, yeah, obviously, if somebody's better than me, they beat me. Then 
so be it. That's mm-hmm. that's what competition is all about. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's I think it right or wrong, it is going to be the game plan, um, and it's going to be fun. I'm I'm actually now that I'm talking about it, I'm kind of looking forward to that mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, prediction: I get at least one flower sweep. That's my prediction. Safe, safe prediction. Yeah, at least one. Yeah. Probably try to pull the guy's arm across. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Or just go straight for the Kamara if if he puts his arms down. From the close guard. Yeah. One hundred. I don't think I've ever seen you do that. You are being sarcastic there. Very sarcastic. I do that all the time. Yeah. I usually just pass your guard so fast. Obviously. So. Because you're, you're a guard passer. That's so, yeah. what you do. Don't know if I've ever even been in your guard before. Mm-hmm. Not for long. You just get swept. I mean, I, you just pass the guard immediately. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think I think it's going to be fun. Uh, you know, th- there's going to be anxiety, there's going to be nerves, but that's all part of it, man. And you know, that kind of transitions us into the, uh, one of the other topics that I wanted to talk about, and it was a uh, Jujitsu Times article. Um, it says the the title of the article is "Do Competitors Have a Responsibility to Protect Each Other?" And, um. And that's the uh, intermission uh, yeah. to change topics. Yeah, that's that's what we use now every time on my phone. Um, but uh, yeah, so do you have the responsibility to protect your opponent? What did you think of the video that they used in the article? I mean, I don't like that you don't see before. You know what? Like, I, I don't like that I can't see before. I don't like where the video started. The video starts with a guy getting up. The guy on the bottom is acting almost like the match is over. And the guy on top is standing up like he's about to re-engage. So the guy on the bottom clearly thought he tapped. I get that from the video. I don't like that I can't see when tapping would have occurred or what position they were in. You know, mm-hmm. um, And the guy on top stands up immediately like he's going to re-engage. So the guy on the bottom took it as a there was a fake tap. You know, mm-hmm. where he taps mm-hmm. it up and just, and the ref didn't see it or whatever. Um, so the guy let go. Uh, and then he really snaps his knee, basically, um, 20 seconds later. I'm not good with leg locks. From the comments, a lot of people were saying it looked like the guy didn't know what he was doing. So there was no need to snap like that. You know, he didn't know how to defend it or whatever. Then um, it was more ignorance. So I would have liked to have seen how the tap worked. Um, I can't ever say that that would be worth it, even if he did do that, you know? Like, First off, I mean, what, what kind of jerk fake taps? I don't know. I mean, what kind of jerk would you have to be? I, you know, I mean, I, I hate to kind of be crass about it, but it sounds like he kind of got what he deserved. Um, with that, I mean, I don't, I can't imagine, I mean, maybe, maybe it will happen. I, I, I haven't competed all that much, but you know, every time, whenever somebody taps, you let them go. I don't, I don't wait for the, 
I don't wait for the referee to come in and stop me. That thought, Whenever they tap, I let go. That thought has crossed my mind. Um, I think it was on a triangle or something in one of the matches. The guy tapped, and I let go, and I just kind of like looked up at the ref because I was like, oh, mm, did he see that, you know? But the guy who tapped is acting like he tapped, you know? Like mm-hmm. he's, he's, it's over. Um by yeah. people's body language. It's super clear, even if you didn't see the tap, everybody knows what just happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I've never seen somebody... And you would think, like, that's such a stupid move because everybody's filming their matches. Yeah. Right? You can clearly see if they tap. Right. Yeah. That's a jerk. Both of them. Yeah. Yeah. I I do uh, so, and I know this. You know, you know, competition like uh, Tex Johnson went in the lead up to a fight to win. He, you know, in their promos and stuff, he he said he said I'm I'm taking uh, legs with me. You know, yeah. like you know, I mean, I mean, I've heard people say stuff like that, like, but not. Sounds tough. No, I mean, like you, I hear people say that, like Justin. Talking about a position, like if somebody gives me the arm, I'm taking it home with me, you know? Yeah. And it's never personal. Maybe that one was personal because it's a super fight and they know. Like, I'm not going to Naga Charlotte knowing who I'm competing against, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's a little different. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. I don't think the... Like I said, I've never seen somebody do that. Like, tap and act like you didn't tap, other than maybe a kid. I can see kids doing that. Sure, yeah. Um, but I've never seen an adult do it. Um, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a kid do it either. Uh, but e- even if that was the case, I still can't see trying to to intentionally injure over it. It's just, it's never going to be that important to me. No, but, but, but the thing is, and, and like the, the author said, I can't remember who the author of the article was, but um, like the author said, you know, he said whenever that's happened before where someone has really fought the position and maybe got out once or twice of the submissions before, that he knows that he's really going to have to put it on yeah, in order to get the submission. You so, know what I mean? So I think those are two different scenarios Yeah, in my mind. Agreed. Um I always go to about the same place with an armbar. Mm-hmm. Like armbar from the guard comes up a lot with the way that I. Roll, sure. You know. Sure. I always go about to the same place, and I don't take it farther than that because I have pretty good control over the arm. Um, mm-hmm. That if they fight it, I can then fight harder. Sure. You know. Um, but it would never be it would never be try to to fight all the way through first for me. It would always come to a point of control first, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, position I, I, before submission. I, I could see the the appeal in in or the logic behind just going all the way and it's their responsibility to tap. Um, but I don't even know if I could I don't know if it would ever be instinct. Because there's a lot of the armbar, it's like I'm not thinking. I just go to that point, and then I stop. I don't know if that changes. Yeah. 
I know, and I was thinking about that too. The uh, one of the Kamora, the Kamora that I got on the, in that tournament was. I mean, it was. I was controlling, and it was. I could apply that. I didn't have to rip the Kimura. I just applied it very controlled. And he tapped right. I mean, yeah. I, that was that was so, it. I think that's a different scenario. I've had Kimuras put on me. I'm relatively flexible. Yeah. That I've tried to move around with or reposition the rest of myself to align back up with my shoulder or whatever. Yeah. Um, if I get hurt doing that, then. I don't believe that's somebody trying to injure me. I think that's me pushing the boundaries mm-hmm. and I'm doing it to myself. So I've never felt like somebody put on a submission and I didn't have time to tap. Other than my foot. Yep. My foot, I had no time. It just happened. Yeah. And even that wasn't intentional. That happened so fast. It was clearly a freak situation. But, you know, every other... Every other time, it's been like I've had plenty of time. Like people will hold it and let me figure out essentially that I'm stuck. Yeah, no, agreed. And uh, good point too is um, the only thing for I think that brown black belts can do other stuff, but like knee bars and stuff. But the only thing I think knee bars are legal. No, they're not. I just looked at I looked at the rule set for U.S. grappling. Okay, so. Purple belt, blue belt, white belt, no knee bars, just um, straight ankle locks or foot locks, as people like to call them. Um, that's the only thing legal for the legs. Okay. Uh, and wrist locks are legal. And it didn't say wrist locks were illegal for white belts, which I thought was weird. Yeah, that is weird. Oh. Because they were illegal. Last year, because I, uh, I remember um, Nick was uh, in my corner coaching, not Nick Sparito, uh, Nick McAlpin. I was in the corner, and and Nick Sparito was there too. But uh, And he said, the wrist lock's there. And Nick goes, don't wrist lock him, it's illegal. The other day. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> so I'm glad I didn't, because uh, yeah. I do like the wrist locks. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely think they'd be illegal. At white belt? Yeah. Illegal? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I would too. That's weird. Yeah. Oh well. Have you ever had a situation where you felt like you had to put a submission on faster because you feel like they're gonna fight through it? Because there's certain people you know aren't gonna tap. Like even if you put them in a bad spot, they're just gonna keep fighting and fighting and fighting. I mean, in a competition, then I'm gonna take it to the furthest point I can before I hurt somebody. And that's just me. I'm not, I'm not ever going to intentionally hurt someone, whether they're going to tap or not. It's not, it's not worth it. You know, if like you were saying, if in the scramble they hurt themselves, that's on them. But Mm -hmm. I'm I'm never, I'm just, that's not, it's not worth it to me for Mm -hmm. that. I don't, you know, my, uh, (laughs) not worried about my wins losses. Uh, record. Yeah, it's in the article. He, he mentions too that he, like he had the had a footlock or whatever, and the guy went to spin or heel hook, I think, and the guy went to spin out. So and he spun, he broke it. You know, yeah, the wrong way. You can't do any like you. That's not again though. That's not intentional. And the video looked like it was more like he he really just grabbed it and cranked it on immediately because 
he the thought, fake tap. He thought of the fake tap. So I don't, I'm super competitive. That's never happened. I don't know if I would, you know, change uh, during the situation because I like to think I'm pretty calm. And most of the competitions I have, I have not been calm. So um, <laughs> obviously, there's that. Uh, also, I like to think I would never do it, but um, without actually being in the situation, I guess you never know. But I don't know. I just it doesn't seem like it's that important. Yeah, yeah, it, and you know, then 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 it comes time, and and I've I've thought about this, and it's really probably the one of the only reasons that I'll probably only compete once or twice a year, and that is, you know, obviously competition, the gains you get from the prep preparation for competition are substantial. And they're, you know, it's a good way to improve your jiu-jitsu is to do a competition and prepare for a competition. Not actually doing the competition, but just preparing for it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, at my age, what's more important? If I get injured in a competition and I'm off the mat six months, how much does that preparation help me as opposed to the damage or the detriment of being injured? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which, that also I just don't want to be off the mat. I don't know, I, I kind of go back and forth on this a lot, because I, I don't think I've done anything different for any of the competitions, um, necessarily, like, training-wise. Just because there hasn't been stuff to do. Ladies and gentlemen, Phil trains competition training every day. Every day. <laughs> 100. But I mean like... All the time. So if I'm going... If I was going three days a week and I was like, oh, I'm going to compete in a month, I'm going to train five days a week. Right. You know? That would be, in my opinion, different. Or like going to the... Trying to do specifically competition classes or just competition roles. I haven't... I haven't done that. So for, for me, the competition benefit has been match experience and just more self-control uh, of pre-match anxiety and all that other stuff. That's mm -hmm. been my greatest benefit because every time I go, I'm a little bit more calm every single time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you were really calm last time. So it's, it's, that's, that's been my greatest benefit. I don't, you know, um, I pulled guard horribly and got ankle locked in 20 seconds. Worst guard pull I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, you folks can see it too because we've posted the yeah. match up on uh, our Facebook page. So I mean, I that I learned something there, um, but I, I haven't really changed how I train. It's it's five days a week is pretty consistent for me because if I go much more, I don't feel well, um, and if I go much less, I don't I don't feel well. <laughs> True. <laughs> it's no, like, I get it, man. I I've. Four to six is probably the range I'll get where I average five days a week. And it's, yeah. and that's, yeah, that's just what it is. So if it was, I guess, some huge competition, I could see probably trying to do morning classes and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. I just, at five days a week, I like how I feel and I like how I, that's two to five hours a day of, of practice and learning. Yeah, no, I 100% I agree. I mean, that's, you know, that's similar. That's my schedule, too. It's, so. 
I, I, I don't want it because my recovery's good with the, you know, the day off in the middle of the week generally on the Wednesdays and, you know. Then. Because last year, I think you did pick up your training where you did Charlotte stuff and maybe more days a week. But I don't think you dropped it really down much after that. You stopped going to Charlotte. Yeah. But I don't think your hours per week declined. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I really train. I overtrained going into meat last year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I did too much. I did too much with two days and stuff. I I, I won't do that again. I mean, five days a week and do that. Comp, you know, having those killers at Charlotte beat me up every Saturday, pushing my cardio and stuff for the competition training. That's that's going to be my competition training day. The other stuff's just training. I'm going to do the same thing that, like you said, same thing that I do all the time. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Um. So yeah. Oh, did you, uh, you? You probably didn't see it because you're not friends with her on Facebook. But Derek's Derek's wife Kelly got her first stripe on her white belt. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, for those listening, uh, I, Derek uh, was intrigued with. Jiu-Jitsu after I started Jiu-Jitsu and he got into it. Man, he's doing great. What is he? Three three stripe? I think so. Last time I saw him. Yeah, three stripe white belt. Yeah. He comes to our Sunday rolls. Um, good friend. And he absolutely loves it. And she does too. The kids, uh, their two kids, their two girls are in Jiu-Jitsu as well. So it's a whole Jiu-Jitsu family training with them, Mark Kukro, uh, Harrisburg. So. I think he just posted that his daytime class has more women. Yeah, I saw that. That's and, great, uh, huh? Man, that's crazy. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, you know, and just just to got to give a shout out um, to AJ Klingerman and Jen for um, Beauty and the Gee. Beauty and the Gee. It's a good name. Her new, it's a great name. Great podcast. They were they were, they were so much better at podcasting starting off than we were. Well, that's what she does. Yeah, no, but she's just better at it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, check it out. Check out their podcast. Uh, it's, it's a cool great. perspective. Yeah, I was telling telling people about it because it's the female point of view, which I don't, I don't know of any other one. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. And uh, for those listening, you don't have to be a female to listen, though. If you're a male, you can't listen. They don't like that. Check with them first. <laughs> no it's cool to to hear i'm curious to see like of things that i can't even consider you know because it's not going to cross my mind yeah yeah i mean i don't know i, I that's why i like having i'm going to have more women on the podcast but i like having women on the podcast because man honestly i don't feel like i train any different with the women we train with than with the guys. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, so I like, I like getting that, per, I like getting that perspective of what they're, they're thinking. And, um, so, uh, well, you're super, you're hyper aware of not trying to overuse strength. Right. You, yeah. You try very hard not to. And it's, it's difficult. Cause like, I'm rarely the stronger person. Yeah. But I can see how advantageous that is, you know? Super. When it's like, oh, I'm kind of close to this position. Guess I'll just take it, you know? That's a little different than having to be 
a lot more exact all the time where it's like, uh, that's close, but if I go for it, they're just going to roll me, you know? Um, so you do, I think, a really good job. There was another guy, Burton, from mm-hmm. Charlotte, who I yeah, liked rolling with him a lot because he was hyper aware. You know, he weighs probably easily 50 pounds more than me, yeah. you know? Yeah. And he's not just throwing that around in a stalemate. We're actually getting into a bunch of different positions yep. and then training, you know, not competing, essentially, um, yeah. on a on a roll. So I think you do a good job with that. Um, I, I had to really make a conscious effort at that because I didn't do a good job in the beginning. And I noticed it, that my technique was shit. Uh because I was using more strength and technique. And I'm like, I've got, it was probably three or four months in. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't, I, I, I cannot depend on strength. That's not going to help. And so that's why, I, yeah, I think it is advantageous not to be the strongest one in the room whenever you're doing jujitsu, because I think that you, you potentially could suffer if you're not cognizant of the fact that you have to, use technique rather than than strength and you know it's like you know whenever i'm rolling with ashley you know she's a lot smaller but if she puts something on right you know it works (laughs) you know it it works um when it goes back to like it's better to because you're always going to have it you know yeah yeah. when you need to use the strength it's going to come up and there's going to be times where it's a tiebreaker or it's a cheat to get out of something when it's sure really necessary but if you're just using it all the time what's even the point of training because it's yep. it's like just you might as well just lift weights because you're not you're not trying to do jiu-jitsu you're just trying to you know win essentially. yeah that's right conversely uh i will say this uh bernardo Fria did an article on um using strength because whenever he was coming up in Brazil and mm-hmm. training, they were, you know, his training partner, one of his training partners was always complaining that he was using too much strength. Right. Reason, uh, I saw this video. Yeah. Bernardo Freya, really good at jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, Freya, Faria. I think it's Faria. Faria. I, okay. He's the happiest man in jujitsu too. I love, I love watching his videos, but you know, he said the only time, and I think this is not talking about, you're talking about people of equal strength, not someone who's overpowering someone. That's kind of the con- context of what he framed it in mm-hmm. to me. So he said, he said, uh, his professor told him at the time, the only time that you're using too much strength is this, if you gas out. Mm-hmm. Then you're using too much strength. And I, I buy that. I think that, nah, that makes 100% sense to me. Yeah. I mean, you know, so, uh, so yeah, if you're gassing out, you're using too much strength. Yeah. You know? And That's why I love eight minute rounds. I'd rather... Me too. A big part of my strategy is waiting for other people to get more tired. I try super hard to be able to go at a pace that, number one, allows me to turn up the intensity whenever I want sure. or need to. Mm-hmm. And or when be, opportunity arises, yes. Yeah, or be able to go for thirty minutes if I need to. It's it's. I feel like it's easy to go super aggressive for a five minute round. Mm-hmm. Get up, huffing and puffing. I need a round off. 
You know, that's... By the way, folks, if you're doing that, it's a jerk way to roll. You know? Just just letting you know. I roll you... hard with some people, but it's... It's never after one round that I need to take a round off. And I'm not saying for the new people. I'm not saying for the new people because, you know, I, believe me. I, yeah. Uh, you know. There's, I, there's no way to be in shape for that before you're, yeah. before you're um, doing it for a while. Yeah. But, I mean, if you've been rolling for a couple months and you're, you hit one five-minute round and you're like, I'm, I'm done. I need, a, I need a round off. I'll be back after. Mm-hmm. You know, it's probably not because the other guy is stronger or more athletic or younger or whatever you know it's probably has a lot to do with what you're doing but uh, yeah you know, yeah so reevaluate if, if you're doing that reevaluate and don't don't do it just change the way you're doing it it's because i i love eight minute rounds because people i'm with you you know if they're gonna go put everything you have into stopping a sweep or you mm-hmm. know not letting posture get broken or whatever the case is, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to put everything you have into this one motion or, or holding me inside control for four minutes, you know, and then usually there's one minute left. So if I can recover the guard, I got, you know, 40 seconds to work. Well, mm-hmm. now it's, you use everything you have. I recover guard and I have four minutes. Yep. And you're tired. That is when I like that, you know, that's huh? a big part of my, overall strategy so yeah 100 percent. i agree i agree I, I i think it's i think it's super important that you you know all the time i mean you just think you know even like whenever we're rolling with john john never he's never no never ever even exerting uh you know breathing hard or or you know anything and and that's the way you should strive to roll i mean that's that's how it shows obviously at some points in time you have to turn up the intensity it, it's tough Sometimes you're going to do that, but, but yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, in control, long rounds, long, longer rounds are better. Yeah. You know, it, it really, it, when you're tired, it, it's important that your technique's on point. And yeah. That's well, like breaking find. posture obviously was a shitty example for me, but you know, there's, there's times where I spend like three minutes trying to pass somebody's guard Yeah. and I'm working pretty hard, but trying not to work harder than I have to, or harder than I can maintain. Right. And then it's like when I finally past the guard I like having time after that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. agree no I totally agree um, so Phil tell uh, tell the folks how they can support us BJJ campaign podcast come roll with us yeah train with campaign that's going to be one of ours that's, it'll be a thing it is yeah. a thing it is a thing people do it yeah um, Facebook Instagram YouTube blown up on Instagram Twitter The website, mm-hmm. all of those are bjjcampaignpodcast.com or Facebook slash bjjcampaignpodcast, mm-hmm. Instagram, same thing. So um, follow, send messages, um, talk to Jeff. He likes talking. Um, Weird. You know, do all the fun stuff. Yeah, and I would also say this. Um, if you if you like us, leave us a review on uh, iTunes or whatever podcasting yeah. app you're using. Um, uh, oh, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe. Okay, that's been a thing on Jocko's podcast. Subscribe. People message like, I've listened to 165 episodes that are not subscribed. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, subscribe to the podcast. And also, um, if, if you like the podcast, like what you're hearing, 
Probably you know someone who does jujitsu. Let them know about the podcast. Let them know about BJJ campaign. We're trying to grow this, get this out to as many people as we can uh, to build our empire. That's right. And when you come across stuff where you figure out you just did a stupid thing and you're like, oh, wow, that was stupid. Can't believe I didn't realize how stupid that was. Tell us, because that's the kind of stuff that we did that we probably haven't covered yet or forgot that we did. Or sometimes I just black certain things out, like how Jeff sweeps me sometimes. I'm like, man, it never happened. You know, I do that with a lot of things. Just push it down. Never happened. So if you have a fresh one, just remind me of the mistake I made. According to Phil, I've never flower swept him. No, never happened. I can't 42 com- times. Can't believe he's confident enough to try Last that competition. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, you know, if you're not out there trying to do something better each and every day, get out there and do it. Phil and I choose jiu-jitsu. We hope you do too. I'm about to feed him to the sharks right now. Get him hyped right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it, and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it goes. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game, you're feeling the growth. That's time on the mat, we put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll, let's roll, let's roll.